0: And hello there, Matthew, my
1: my brother, what's happening?
0: My brother, Anthony, how are you? I'm good. We are here tonight. Welcome everybody who's watching. We are here tonight uh, to talk about Gorky Park. And now that we've covered that, moving on, moving on, moving right on to some other topic, perhaps
1: moving right along
0: uh so i'm assuming you felt the same way about this movie that i did
1: uh this was this was a this was a bit of a disappointment for me like uh, show-wise we haven't covered anything on this show that that didn't work for me like this one didn't work
0: no i mean we've we've covered some movies that were bad but bad In in a really fun and enjoyable way to watch
1: that that in, that in their way worked in their way worked for what they were worked just fine and worked
0: worked yeah uh, this this made quarantine <laughs> seem fun like okay. if, if wow be quarantined longer if I didn't have to watch this movie I am.
1: Okay. I'm a little surprised and we'll obviously get into this, but I'm only a little bit surprised because I was expecting more of a fight on this being that this was more your wheelhouse genre than it was for me. So if somebody, one of us was going to enjoy it just based on the fact that it was an espionage esque kind of movie. uh, I thought it'd be you, but um, uh, we've clearly are some similar pages here. Now I got to preface this this is this is an odd moment here because both of us are you know if there is a show business anymore we're we're in kind of kind of in the business a little bit then um you know we we're in the position now of possibly having to say some critical things about uh, a film directed by a, a great film director i mean he's got a great List who, of films that he did,
0: who directs a lot of television and could apparently hire us someday.
1: Possibly could, you know, he's does Masters of Sex. Uh, well, I'm, that's a, not a show I'm ever going to be on. You won't play the title character, I
0: can, I can, get, <laughs> I can get you witnesses, I can get you yeah. signed statements. You won't be the title character on the, on the show, no, it yeah. have, won't
1: have, don't worry, they'll find a part for you on that show. <laughs> But they might not after. I what, could
0: be a crash test
1: dummy on Masters of Science. You know, I mean, like all all kidding aside, uh, here we are. And I, I find this an interesting situation. Not that I really thought I was ever going to get hired by Michael Apted to be on anything. I never really anticipated that. And I don't know if I'll ever if anyone's ever going to get hired to do anything ever again. So why not just say whatever the hell you think?
0: well and also michael if you're watching or you ever do watch just respect us for telling the truth we think you've done some great work and uh you know i certainly have things that i don't want people to see
1: please there's things that are currently you could see now that i would wish you had not
0: yeah i've done a lot of work i don't want people i want
1: it to be said like I I've got some critical things to say about this movie, but Michael Apted is um uh the guy who who directed Gorky Park um became famous for actually a documentary series that I think it just should be said is arguably one of the greatest documentaries ever ever made. And it and you know what that series is? Did you look yeah. that up? No, he did he did a, a series called 28 Up. Um, and I think it started with er, like earlier number sequence, like 12 up, eight up.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I do know. But every
1: seven years, I think it was, he went back to the same group of kids in the same class in like first grade. And he would go to them every seven years and interview all these kids and watch them grow up in this documentary, essentially that he, he may still be shooting. Um, anyway. It's it's great and it's one of the best documentaries ever made and it's it, that's him. Um, he made Coal Miner's Daughter, great movie, I think. Um, uh, he made uh, Thunderheart, which is uh, I liked a lot. Um, he's made some good stuff. Uh, this is a different kind of movie. Yeah. Shall we uh, now? Uh, uh, do we have a preview trailer? Okay. Oh, yes.
0: yes, we do. We have a we have a preview for people. This is
1: Gorky Park, 1983's Gorky
2: Park, directed by Michael Apted. And here's the trailer. In Russia, a land of mystery. In Moscow, a city of secrecy. There was one place of peace and safety. A place where an American has been murdered. A place called Gorky Park. Look. No faith it's sliced right off. Bodies carved up in the middle of Moscow. Who knows where it could lead? The answers lie somewhere between what is said... It is more than possible that KGB killed those three people. And what is done? I didn't kill him. It doesn't make any difference. who will pull the trigger, but you're the one that's gonna pay for it. <laughs> between what is known... I have established that you knew all three of them. But what are we talking about? Dead bodies in Goki Park and what is hidden. Either you are with them, in which case it doesn't matter where I run. You'll be trapped here. They saw me last night. Between those who enforce the law. I'm saving a life. Whose? Mine. And those who are above it. Corruption is part of us. The very part of us. Between the lies that are told. Irina, I love you. I've learned to trust nothing. And the truth that lies buried in Gorky Park. My friend is dead. Your friends are dead. Why delude yourself? Why? Now, from the spellbinding international bestseller, comes an electrifying motion picture. They've been dealing the whole time. So now they'll deal with me. He doesn't know who to trust. Please, you don't want this case. Where to turn? I have to have a witness. Someone must tell me. Or what might happen if he gets too close to the truth? You should be looked after. Certainly you should be looked after. Orion Pictures presents William Hurt Lee Marvin Joanna Pakula Brian Dennehy Gorky Park
1: Now, okay, it's not the best trailer I've ever seen, but even seeing that trailer, I there's part of me that'd be like, oh, I, I would see that movie. I'd go see that, because it looks like it has the things in it that that you might want a, out of it. Not, it's not that it doesn't look like it's gonna be maybe a redefining moment for the genre, but okay, give it a spin. Maybe. All right, this is the this is the uh if that didn't make it clear, this is the the log line from IMDB. Let's see if this is accurate. A Moscow police t- police officer investigates a vicious triple homicide and stumbles upon a high-level international political conspiracy. That's a f- fair assessment. Doesn't yeah. give anything away. We're gonna spoil the hell out of it and give everything away. That which I understand. Um Actually, it's the opposite problem. I, I've I'm usually behind the espionage thriller. I'll sit there completely mystified. I, I I I'll enjoy it, but I won't know what's happening. Right. But you were ahead of this will have to. I was right. I was ahead of it most of the time. Yeah. In a way that made me really assume that I couldn't know what was happening because it wouldn't be that obvious but
0: because it was so obvious.
1: Yeah, it will. It, was remarkable that way,
0: yeah. And and the fact that that the that what everything comes down to is breaking the monopoly on sable. Not the not the fish, not the, fish. the not sable. good sable, not, not the good. but not the sable the, that makes the coat. Well, that, I, that the, that's okay.
1: There's certain things. Let's 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 give the stats here. So this is based on a novel that was a best-selling novel right. by um, by Martin Cruz Smith. Have you read any of his stuff?
0: I have. I read this novel, and I have a theory about the popularity of the novel and the film, and why there was any kind of interest and buzz around this, in spite of the fact that the story is ultimately pretty thin
1: right it, and i would imagine it has to do with the at that time the time uh behind the iron curtain a kind of mystery of how how things would work there
0: and and that that there weren't a lot of novels that were looking at it from the soviet side as if you know the soviets were just plain old bad guys yeah there was a you know, a, a novel about a Soviet, essentially a flatfoot, you right. know, plotting flatfoot, trying to regular, solve a regular, crime. A regular yeah. um, and And because this was before the Iron Curtain came down uh, and it was on sort of the, the eve of of Glasnost and all of those things starting, that I think that in the same way that when, when the russians are coming came out when dad's movie the russians are coming came out and it was like oh my god here's this movie that says the russians are our people right just like we are at the time was
1: a, a crazy thing to say in the states that yeah. wasn't uh, safe necessarily to even suggest
0: yeah and it was a crazy thing to say over there because when the russians are coming came out the kremlins uh, official response to the russians are coming was something along the lines of um detente or or diplomacy it, this was actually pre-detente diplomacy i guess uh diplomacy is not a laughing matter was their response to that was like their official response to them. yeah yeah
1: I, I remember hearing that yeah so it makes total sense that that this would be you know uh uh it would be li- it would be like a a a, pol- a, pro- a police procedural about maybe about uh north korea right yeah about a murder that took place in north korea and how the cops would deal with that there and that would be interesting to any audience right now i think they'd be fascinated in the same way people were interested in then it's still and it is a great idea and i'd still want to go see the movie that we're talking about yeah i'm still ready to buy a ticket for this movie and i remember i remember uh being a kid and, and, you know, this was in, came out in 83. So I was a kid, but I was a junior, junior in in high school. You know, uh, I think maybe I was a sophomore depending on when this came out. But, um, I remember it feeling important and feeling like it was an expose and that we were going to get real, you know, something gritty and real and very different. And, uh, and I remember as a young person thinking that that had happened because I didn't really understand it today when I was that young. <laughs> and and uh, that, that was, it's an interesting, that's like, that's a whole other discussion of how movies change over your right. lifetime, you know, on different viewings. But we're not talking about that right now.
0: Do we we're- want to go into. Um... We want to go into do we want to start with the negative and move to the positive?
1: I think we should start with the with the positive like we usually do on the show and work our way very quickly into the negative and okay. stay there.
0: I actually have a few positive things to say. I a do too. Of, a couple of images that I thought were interesting. Uh, in the the very opening of the film, Tying into what we're talking about politically, things may be changing politically, and the world changing. The juxtaposition of the three happy young skaters and the old woman in the uh, in the house where she's it controlling plays the, plays
1: the records for everybody to skate to. Right, right.
0: And the, this juxtaposition of these happy young people skating and this old woman who was clearly the, around for the Battle of Leningrad. You know, and the the memories and her her the way she represented old Russia, and these young folks represent hope and new Russia. I thought that was a very interesting juxtaposition. Um. Uh, another uh, a very nice uh, detail. The uh, KGB officer. Getting into uh, driving around in a car that had a traffic ticket on the uh, the windshield, I thought was an interesting detail because he obviously doesn't give a crap about a traffic ticket. I mean, a parking ticket and just the fact of like, I ignore parking tickets on my windshield. Um, uh, And later, I guess we'll wrap up with our best shot, best line, all of that. I want to get to that later. I want to have something okay. to, be to say at the end. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. Well, I don't have anything much to say other than little things that I liked here and there. It's okay. Not, uh, let me, no, no, I, that's actually not, that's not really true. Paul Silbert is the star of this movie and Ralph Bode, who shot the movie. So it's the production designer and and the DP to me are are what this movie's all about um maple dragon oh peter says dennis potter to certain brits was what mammoth or sorkin is to yanks yeah not not as for yeah well we're going to definitely get into dennis potter um dennis potter is a great he's a a great writer ordinarily i don't know what happened here um dennis potter is responsible for the the singing detective and i think also for pennies from heaven um singing taft is some of the best tv i think ever made great writer and he it was a coup to get him to do the this screenplay um but something really weird happened and and i think you know when i'm saying the dp and the and the production designer are the stars i really mean it i think this movie the strength of it is the atmosphere uh-huh and the the even though the locations they they didn't shoot this in Russia, it really feels like they did. It, it it has the quality of something authentic, and particularly because they don't show you the Kremlin and they don't show you. It would be like a real New York movie doesn't show you the Empire State Building.
0: Right. You never see what is it Saint Basil's the, that church with the.
1: I don't know what you're doing there with your hand, but that's not legal on YouTube. <laughs>
0: The, the church Stop. now
1: while <laughs> you're ahead
0: <laughs> the church with all the 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 round uh spires
1: it, that's not saint Petersburg's so uh, uh, i think that's
0: saint basil's
1: saint basil's so. okay so not big on geography and architecture, and history and english and russian or any of that but um you and know what i mean, mean? It was banal, and it was authentically banal. Like you, it had this, it had this real feeling, like like you were in this kind of gray city, and it didn't look particularly interesting. And I feel like that's what it would be like to kind of be there, yeah, and live there. I thought the apartments all felt real. That was all. That was all interesting. You really felt like you were looking behind the iron curtain. I thought, as far as the cars, the clothes, the the way the way the buildings look, the 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 design of the the art direction in general yeah and I thought the shooting was really great simple for the most part but it, it it really kind of evoked some really good spy movies from the past and was appropriately kind of cold and bleak and not romanticized and all that I thought was fantastic so it looks like a movie that you're going to be really into and then people start talking man me the I'm sorry well, that's goes to best lines, but we can repeat that again and again, as far as I'm concerned, because it is the best line of 1983. Um, I don't even know what to say. They, may, I think there was a, a tactical, a, 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 a giant error here that had for me to do with not casting Russian or, you know, at least people from eastern europe to be in this movie
0: well okay there is
1: is exclusively british people playing the russians and the soviets and except for william hurt the accents are all over town all over the place and any reality that that production designer set up any truth to that setting and that camera work is destroyed the minute anybody opens their mouth because you're like this is if this is a masterpiece theater choice. I don't understand why this is like a documentary we're looking at, but it's just British actors and then William Hurt. What's happening?
0: Why are you he talking? You didn't, about like, you didn't like his his English accent? But it's not an English accent.
1: It's it's a strange hybrid. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? It, well, it's it's like this sort of standard, you know. Okay. You, continental continental Uh, accent yeah with a bit of a slavic maybe you know just a dash of something yeah transylvanian i don't know it was yeah just enough bad for him i felt (laughs) bad that he that i mean because he he's an actor i really like and i honestly think another thing i love about this movie and i'll be behind this i think if if he had been allowed to speak probably the way that he wanted to like either accent or not like russian accent or just just do the part like don't worry about the accent he would have been amazing but i wish um, they'd all
0: just been talking like freaking human beings it was so
1: stylized yeah and and the 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 language in it is is utterly melodramatic and and utterly so it's strange i mean you've got you got william hurt who looks more nervous than he was in his first movie which i just learned was altered states
0: right in which he was fantastic
1: fantastic in it and seems much more like a mature actor than he is in this movie he seems like he's nervous in this one and i think the accent must have thrown him because he's
0: not comfortable the only way I could figure the accent and everybody having a British accent was to make, make it okay, if you're speaking in a British accent, you're speaking Russian. And if you're Lee Marvin, you're speaking English.
1: Well, it reminded me of another connection that we have to this movie. Um uh Joanna Pakula. We have no
0: I have no connection
1: to this movie of any kind. Ever. Joanna Pakula, you do have a connection. I know, I know, I hate it. But we uh, we both met her because she worked with dad on a movie called Escape from Sobibor. Yes. Which was a really interesting uh, TV movie that they did about a, a, a real story about a mass escape from a concentration camp. Right.
0: Which was only about three years after this.
1: Yeah. 87. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. Joanna Pakula was in that movie and we got to meet her on that. So... Wait, where are we going with this why why do we trying
0: desperately to find something oh that you do have a connection to the movie
1: yeah um
0: i and we are uh, the other connection is we were both in europe a couple of times we went to europe a couple of times
1: i, I mean we're actually we were actually like in in east berlin i mean we've
0: uh, been in snow we've we've both been in snow we've been very cold
1: at different yeah. times and we weren't warmly enough. And we've
0: both done bad English accents. So okay,
1: <clears throat> the other thing that's great about this movie, okay, I think is is the idea of of a police procedural. There, great idea. It's not the movie's fault though, because that's the book. Right. But, but what I thought was really promising was actually the uh, the uh, the bodies. The the spotties in the snow were really really disturbing uh, and really well done. Yeah, that was eighty three. We're talking about you know Silence of the Lambs was ninety one. We're way way away from that level of forensic kind of like detail. Right. And eighty three that was pretty shocking and pretty well well done. The scenes in the morgue, whoever did the the makeup effects and the body effects in this was was on top of it. They were really good um and that's where it ends because the procedural part just goes away and yeah. it becomes kind of like a tv show for a lot of it
0: yeah um and then joanna pakula although i i enjoyed her work in it we're going back to the accent she's the only one with any kind of real accent and that's just her exactly.
1: act. that's just her that's how she talks yeah but that's what I'm saying. It's like all this, these fundamental moves that they started out with, like how the people would talk or yeah. maybe casting British people in the first place. I just feel like they really, you know, like you know, Ian Bannon, who I love and is a wonderful actor, um, Ian Bannon, who we know from, I haven't written down. I even wrote some notes down here. Uh, Braveheart, Hope and Glory, Flight of the Phoenix, the original one with Jimmy Stewart.
0: Yeah. I,
1: you know, Ian Bannon is great. He's a very Scottish gentleman. And they cast him for his face, which I think they looked thought looked like Brezhnev or something, like they were yeah. trying to make some connection. But he's, there, there was no Russian quality. I mean, Hurt, I felt, did a great job with the physicality of this part. Yes. That's what I was saying, was that the, there was something really extreme about it. I mean, he had eyeliner on. It was, it kind of worked though. He was exhausted. I loved how pale he was and his hair was, gr- he just embodied this in a great way. And then he had to talk and he yeah. had to say some things in this movie that,
0: well, he oh, didn't. He had, to, he had to say some things. I love you, Arena. He had to say <laughs> for no apparent reason.
1: That was the mo that was the most, uh, unmotivated love story i've i've Every, seen in quite a while Yeah.
0: um another line that made me want to shoot somebody was which is the brandy which is the creme de menthe?" <laughs> like that it had some deep meaning you know i'm saying this to you about the drink but the subtext is i'm saying it to you about what's yeah. going on yeah and, and it's like Okay, but even you, the writer, didn't know what you meant by that line. You just thought it would be deep and go
2: somewhere.
1: Nothing beats the Emperor of the Known Universe, Ian McDermott, saying, Fetch me the grub worms, though. It is (laughs) Emperor Palpatine. The best thing in the movie.
0: Can we hear it a couple more times?
1: Please. I was going to rip it, but then I realized, you know, you probably had done it.
0: I ripped it. Me
1: the worms. Okay, now this is interesting because I think one of the coolest things about this movie is, is, in theory, narratively, is him taking the heads because what they what they've discovered three bodies in a, in Gorky Park. The police right. discover here's the plot. We should have said this earlier, but anyway, three bodies discovered buried under the snow in Gorky Park, which is a big, big park in um. In in Moscow, Maple Dragon, you both drunk vodka? Yes, not yeah,
0: talking about what things that we have in common with the movie.
1: Oh, okay, that's true. Um, and uh, this was dismal. This talking about the actress Pasha. Which one was
0: Pasha? Pasha is his. uh,
1: Sidekick, so the, the guy who head. gets
0: killed in the worst shooting death scene okay.
1: I've ever seen in a God, movie. we on the same page. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, this was Michael Elphick, who's fantastic. Another actor I love. I mean, there was some great actors in this movie. My, Michael Elphick, who's in A oh, Lucky Man and Quadrophenia. He's in The Elephant Man. He's in Withmill and I. And one of my favorites, Vampire Motorcycle. Um he gets to play the sidekick pasha i think and you're right is in is in the worst shooting in a movie it's and that's alexei sales who who i also love from the young ones on television his first movie i think worst shooting
0: in the head ever in a movie and when it happened like before he opens the door you think oh he's going to get shot now
1: I'm gonna. Can you bring up the picture because this still I sent you is typifies this movie to me?
0: Yeah, I can bring
1: this up. This is the gun that kills Alexi Sales in the movie. Here,
0: hold on. Here we
1: go. I just want to note how it's bent, it's completely bent <laughs> at an angle. <laughs> And I'm like, how does that, how, you, that's not going to work. Um, that's this movie.
0: It's the, trying
1: hard. Like an
0: it. old piece of a handlebar that they stuck on the, uh, yeah, like a bicycle grip on the front yeah. of a, uh, it's,
1: yeah. a, it's a jump rope handle.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Wow. Yep. Um, I, 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 everything about that shot looks great. It's well lit. The costume's good. The glove. And then there's this thing in the middle of it that you're like, "Really? This isn't uh, this isn't really gonna hold for two hours." And it doesn't. Every single thing that we discover about what happens at the end, we he discovers in the first half hour of the movie. Yeah. It is a wonky silencer, uh, which was uh, my Star Wars name.
0: Somebody else is pointing something out too. He had a silencer, and yet we were hearing gunshots as far yeah, as. I,
1: I figured it was a Soviet make silent. It was Soviet probably. It was, a, it was pretty. Not very good. Right. A machine. I, I gave it a pass. Um, get Fetch me the grub work. Oh, yeah, stop playing. How that didn't make it into the last Star Wars film, I don't understand.
0: It's just one of my favorite lines ever.
1: So. That's an interesting part of the story, though, because it's connected to what I like about it. The forensics part of it. Right. Three. Remember, this was 83. That was actually interesting. So they find these uh, three bodies in the snow. Their faces have been surgically removed. And their fingertips, so they can't identify these people. They don't know if they're high-powered Soviet officials or if they're American students. They have no idea. So they take them to the... To the um, Morgan, again, they're autopsied and william hurt collects their heads because he's got to find a way to figure out who they are this is leading to a very funny thing to me you have a question this is not a zoom chat okay. your show
0: i have a problem even with that though even though it was 83 and we didn't have ncis and csi and all that crap even then they remove the fingertips. They slice off their faces, and why did they shoot one of them in the mouth? And so not, that you wouldn't be able to identify him by dental records. Standards? One gunshot to the mouth ain't gonna do it. Anybody who reads any of these knows you got to pull the teeth. I I
1: don't. It doesn't destroy any. Uh, yes, that's a detail that totally blows it. But just in terms of reconstructing the faces. Yes. But, so he takes it. He takes the heads to Emperor Palpatine, who's like works at the museum and he makes faces out of severed heads. It's one of the things he does. <clears throat> and um, I guess in Russia, that's a big that's a there's a lot of call for that. I
0: know it's I, not. No, he did it in terms of like working.
1: Arche, arche- I know I'm making some jokes. I'm trying okay. to keep this show alive, man. This movie's killing us. <laughs> So he's he he tries to make faces out of these these skeleton faces and stuff, and that was kind of interesting. Except for the fact that right before he says, "Fetch me the grub worms," which is how they take the flesh off these severed heads. Yeah. He's working, he's working like very centrally on this on this head that he's working on, and he's talking to William Hurt, and they're cross cutting to William Hurt, and he's working with clay and putting the clay on this head, and they cut back to. Ian McDermott, and he literally turns the head to camera so the camera can see it. Not to William Hurt. Right. He's not looking at it, but he just turns it like a quarter turn so it's good for camera, which I realized the movie was over for me right then. I'm like, this is <laughs> this can't go on. And then he said, fetch me the
0: grub worms,
2: the grub worms. And he said uh,
0: it like that. And- but then the other thing is like, okay, I get it. The grub worms, the the whole point of the grub worms is clean the skull, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there is some other book, and I'm not remembering which one it was, in which this is a plot point. And when you when you clean the skull, you freaking clean the skull. It there's nothing left but bone, right? If you're gonna do what he's what this doctor is doing.
1: Well, that's how I do it. I don't know how. You know.
0: But then they have this other scene where he's very carefully removing the grub worms because they're so precious and he loves them, and putting them back in their jar, and there's still all kinds of crap hanging off of the skull. The grub worms have not cleaned the skull. It you're all right. He <laughs> <up> hanging <laughs> It just none of it worked. It 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 it's it's really rough. Can we talk about something just incredibly spectacular? I'd love to. The, the sandals that they wore at the you mean the clogs. The white disco clogs that they had to wear at the spa, or mules, or whatever they were that they're wearing at the at the Russian bath. <laughs> I could not believe. You know that you know that they showed up at set that day and really no really at at the wardrobe supervisor and said, "I'm not wearing these. No, these are authentic ah, Russian bath."
1: Fantastic yeah that, that was a little bit of pleasure for me in that movie for sure. <sighs> Lee, Lee Marvin's clothes were were great. I loved how he dressed in this
0: film. and, it, and Lee yeah. Marvin tries the scenes in the Russian baths look like outtakes from Caja full. I mean, I just couldn't believe what I was watching.
1: Well, you know, there's no accounting for Soviet tastes at
0: yeah. the time. But Lee had, Marvin tries, and also, I mean, all Lee Marvin has to do is open his mouth. I mean, that voice. Well, you know, he
1: was criticized for being really, really yeah. poor, poorly cast in the movie, and I, I kind of have to disagree. Um, I thought he was cast against, like, against type, but I liked how it was uh, against type. Uh, yeah, Bet Bowles, those clogs—they—they show—they stop the movie. You just yeah. immediately, or you want to, you have to pause it, get a drink, like. Wrap your head around it. Dogs are fantastic. (laughs) Um, But I thought he, you know, because of what the character has to do at the end, he kind of has to do some action stuff at the end of the movie. And it's a bit of a surprise, you know, that he's the sophisticated American millionaire businessman. um, And they cast Lee Marvin, much more of like a James Mason part
0: yeah and we also have to believe by the end of the movie that he's the guy who that he knows how to slaughter sables and make a coat that he worked his way up through that and was capable of slicing their faces off
1: yeah but but james mason could clearly slice a face come on (laughs) you haven't you seen any of his work um okay while you're bringing up little Little things like, oh, you know, forensic details that if you read these books, you'd know were true or not. Let's talk about something else, Matthew. Let's <laughs> talk about the giant, gaping, train-sized hole that is in the middle of this film. The murders took place in, in the daytime. In broad, del- yes. Broad daytime, daylight, daytime, at a park where people right, are running around. There's a Ferris wheel that goes high up. They could have seen everything, whatever. Right. Okay. So the murder takes place like off the beaten path, like over a little hill in a little wooded area.
0: Yeah. But still in broad daylight. Slice their faces off.
1: Three faces, fingertips, buried in snow. How did, how, how did, whether or not he had the ability to disable a sable? Thank you that that just happened did that, that just happened. happen yeah uh whether or not he had that ability he couldn't have done any of that that fast fetch me the grub worms is the new bigger boat for a situation that's untenable yes yes peter that is true fetch me the grub worms fetch me the grub worms <laughs> uh so the the whole you know that's basically and i didn't even realize how dumb that was until about halfway through the movie i just kind of accepted it because i it was it was so matter of fact that you think you must be missing something
0: well they do a little they do a little look over here with it because what they what they they snow you with get it snow you bodies that's, that's good too but they snowed you with the idea of that how did he get away with it in broad day de- how did he shoot three people the noise Yeah, noise? the 1912 overture. I mean, forget a silencer. Or it, it, or whatever. It, couldn't be, it couldn't be that he used a silencer because we all know Soviet silencers are act, you're like bullhorns. They're loudinators, <laughs> <laughs> actually. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, um, it's true. So it was because of the 1812 Overture when when the cannons start firing. That's when he shot them. Well, that's
1: <laughs> care of the gunshots
0: yeah that that takes care of the gunshots and that solves the problem. so so that sort of is sort of a look over here for for the audience so that we don't think about the fact that he then has to slice the faces and fingertips off and what's time. and what i think
1: you i think you're led to believe starts kind of like it as an act of crazy passion on his part right
0: it's, uh is it does he know he's gonna do it in the park yeah, well he plans it because he, he brings the gun it. and everything he has to get rid of them
1: well it makes no sense that he do it that he wouldn't send a henchman to do it that there isn't a real henchman in this movie is insane that we're left with the ian bannon who's about 90 when they shot this and and 87 year old lee marvin uh Shouldn't we have brought Grey Goose Smirnoff that Smirnoff's silence or Silly Assassin, man? Yeah. Although Smirnoff apparently is the preferred vodka um, in Moscow. Oh, yeah. My friend Jack uh, has told me that hes he says he, it's Smirnoff.
0: A couple of other things, though, that were kind of ni- a nice touch when you're talking about mood in this film was <clears throat> none of them pay off. But there's lots of shots of people watching other people, like in the in the grubworm lab. There's all those shots of the that woman looking suspiciously at. The,
1: yeah, but frankly, you know what? I thought that was overblown. I thought that was like, the, to me, it was art, It was melodramatic.
0: I'm trying to find something stop
1: nice. to Stop take. being a good person. It doesn't okay. look good on you at all.
0: Okay, what? Um, it does no it <laughs> what about um this the only scene that i thought approached being emotionally effective for me was the scene where denahi has to watch that guy destroy the the head mo- the model head of his brother okay uh uh, yeah like i i got what they were going for and i thought okay that's a tough that would be a tough thing to watch
1: i i i agree however they made too much of it because william hurt's going don't look at this was a little too much okay i have a question for you the end soviet cop care if this
0: dude sees that like he doesn't care end of the movie That happens, right? Um, They kill the guy who crushes the head of the... They they see the the betraying cop guy hand the money off and they realize he's in on it. They go and they kill... They shoot the guy. Without a silencer. The other people don't hear that? They were just there. They walked forty Matthew, yards away.
1: Matthew. The end of the movie. He, William Hurt leaves 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 Denny's precious police badge in a jar in a bowl of peanuts at the bar in,
0: in hopes that he'll eat peanuts that night. Well, he says to him eat my peanuts he tells him to eat his peanuts That's stupid that is ridiculous because then if anybody
1: did that to me i'd be like no i don't eat grubby bar peanuts that's disgusting i'm not that hungry thank you i'm allergic to peanuts if he was allergic to
0: peanuts he'd never have gotten that badge okay i'm going to reach for something else then that you can what about at the end of the movie the very end of the movie the symbolism of the wild sables running, f- for, freedom. I, I want sables running for freedom. I don't even. Sables running for freedom. I don't even want to talk Unlike about. Like it. Joanna pakula Yeah. Who looks a little a bit little like, ferret like, sable like,
1: eyes. Yeah. Um. They they made her they made her look like that in the film. Apparently, they they accentuated her already kind of. You know. Peril
0: really so that was a conscious thing on their part to they, make her they, they made her eyebrows
1: bigger apparently and, and did all kinds of stuff with her hair which was not like that
0: to play up the the similarity between her and, a, uh, and, a uh, rot- and, a, and an expensive road <laughs>
1: <laughs> my guess is her agent explained it differently to her in <laughs> pitching it but essentially that it's all true <laughs> okay um i don't uh, okay. you know there's there's, there's a there's you know there's things in it that are, make no sense like there's when William hurts trying to piece the case together he keeps on having not flashbacks because he wasn't there but visions of the of the event in his mind more fleshed out a little bit every time he sees it fleshed out which is actually an interesting correlation between fleshing the heads out and figuring out these people are by building their you know their features with clay over the skeleton so i get that analogy but and i'm reaching no i mean (laughs) there there was all this because they're they're literally imitating the conversation with all these shots it's like it's like the repeated scenes from the conversation of gene hackman like listening to those tapes they made in the but the thing is that he wasn't there. This isn't anything to do with his memory or anything William Hurt actually heard or saw. He's just imagining now the back of Lee Marvin's head when he hadn't been before. Right. And I found that just again, like who was that? That was probably Dennis Potter. I can't blame Michael Apted on that. That's a script problem
0: yeah no there's a, a lot of this was script problems which i hate to say because
1: dennis potter is amazing I, I i'm i really i was really surprised <clears throat> um uh that uh, you know the score i oh, was at james um who did the score james horner it's an incredible you know he's one of the big titans of of uh of film composing not in this he went crazy and I and honestly like I never noticed that some of the worst music editing I've I've heard in a movie it sounded like they were putting songs with the wrong time with different time signatures over them over each other to, to like enhance excitement
0: yeah and it just, it didn't work. They tried to drive that score
1: so hard and there was nothing happening. There'd be people walking down a street for 10 minutes.
0: A Russian, a Russian car going 17 miles an hour mm-hmm. with with car chase music going on.
1: Um, Amelia brought up something great that we haven't mentioned so far. So the whole reason Joanna Pakula is in this movie is because it's her friends that we think it's her friends that were killed in the park. Right, and she might be trapped and in danger also. Right, and it seems like her friends were trying to get uh, safe passage to America. Maybe that they were trying right. to make a broker some deal, and yeah. Willy was trying to figure out who they were and who killed them and who was behind the brokering of the deal and all this stuff. And um, and she knew these three people who were killed. She knew them all pretty well. We yeah. see her in the beginning of the movie with them. So William Hurt collects their heads that have all been shaved of their faces. And then Emperor Palpatine fetches the grubworms and makes new faces. Yes. For her and best friend. William Hurt takes the heads of her best friends, the fake yeah. heads, home with him. Yeah. And for some reason puts one of them in his refrigerator. Right. When it, it, it's, it doesn't need to be in a refrigerator. Probably not. But that's not my point. That was Amelia's point. Hear me oh. out. He has it in there for a while. Brian Dennehy comes over. They have a long chat. He opens the fridge, sees the head. He goes, why do you have a head in the refrigerator? Oh, those are the heads that are the people. Looks just like the people that were killed. You yeah. mean Joanna, jo- Joanna Pakula's friends? Yeah, those friends. A couple minutes later, Joanna Pakula comes over to the apartment. Yeah. And she's like, my friends are alive. No, yeah. they're in America. They made it. I think they, They're not dead. And William Hurt's like, no, I think your friends are dead yeah and she's like prove it and he doesn't show her the head doesn't show her the head in his refrigerator of her friend yeah for 40 minutes he doesn't show up until days go by yeah he's trying to convince her it's your friends who are dead and you've got to help me solve the case to do it for your friends at least your friends and she's like they're alive they're they're in america yeah like no He, he shows her the head at the very end of the movie. Finally, what happens? She freaks out because
0: it's her friend because it's her friend, which we knew for 40 minutes. Yeah. That is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. The writing in that scene, the whole concept. He's the worst cop in the world, wherever
1: he's from, he's gone days. Yeah. This head in the, in the, does he not show it to her because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings? I'm not, I'm confused. People upset her.
0: But he's from Moscow. But he's falling in love with her. That's true. Yeah. That's how about true. how about this bit of dialogue? Hmm. KGB have better cars, you know. Oh, but they don't always take you where you want to go, do they?
1: Hmm. Um speaking in riddles yeah the iron curtain riddle speak yeah can't say what's on your mind
0: remember with bronco when we would we'd look at a restaurant as he was driving us around belgrade and we'd say what about that restaurant that looks good and he'd say oh for me it's good for you not so
1: so much yeah (laughs) i remember it well i i you know we can we can go over a long list of things that were just kind of like what the chase scene with Brian Dennehy is is uh, I'm sorry I am I'm, I'm really reaching to find stuff that works and I'm 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 coming up with so little I, I, I was I was I was surprised I well, was got new surprised. comments
0: that I didn't look at here
1: Oh I, we missed something Given rewrites were done by someone. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Peter, being a fan of Dennis Potter's, you'd say that he didn't write the script, that he was cred that he fought to keep credit over. <laughs> I think having sole credit, if he didn't like it, he certainly could have said, yeah. no, have somebody else on it.
0: No. He could know. have pulled a Ben Hecht and had his name taken off of it.
1: Uh, I thought the same thing, Peter. I thought there had to be interference from the studio. There had to be rewrites and reshoots that just went off the rails. Not yeah. to mention the fact that not everybody's cut out to write this kind of material. No. And I, I just don't think it was a good match. I, I really don't. Could you? OK, now I have a couple of bests. OK, um, I, I showed you the best prop is the bent gun. I just think it's the greatest. Um,
0: you want me to play? Uh, there's a clip you want me to play.
1: Well, there, okay. There's a clip. This is my favorite. This is a, this is my favorite piece of dialogue in the film. I had to stop the movie when this happened.
2: You don't want this case, please. You don't want this case. How were they killed, Comrade Chief Pathologist?
1: The two men were shot in the head at contact range. All three were shot in the chest.
2: They were all in their 20s. Go on. Arcadi, whoever cut off their faces knew what he was doing. He was an expert.
1: Whoever cut off their faces knew what he was doing. He was an expert at cutting (laughs) off faces, Matthew. An expert. (laughs) There is no expert at that. That's not something that anybody is an expert at. Freaking plastic surgeon's not even really an expert at removing faces. I'm an expert face cutter. And this doctor is looking seriously at another man, saying that he, this man, is an expert.
2: Expert.
1: At removing faces. I had to stop the film and go go take a walk around the block <laughs> at that point. Um, Favorite shot? You know, I get, I, 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 I do like the way it's shot there. There, there, wasn't really a lot of, you know, I didn't, I, there were some things I didn't like the way that they were shot I, more than I can say I had favorite shots. I mean, I, I really liked the, the long lenses on the, like the, I, one of the, one of the scenes I did remember was the first meeting with uh, Joanna Pakula and William Hurt at, after he meets her at the movie studio to question her about the ice skates right and um one i mean i i came out of that being bothered because once again they, there's a scene in a movie about shooting a movie which is like no movie that ever got shot yeah they always have a like a scene where they're shooting a movie and the director's there and the yeah. You, you mean the camera move on that shot of the camera move on that on that shot didn't isn't possible no and the director character, who's back there, like mouthing off and telling people, like, "There's no directors talk like that." Like, none, none of that was legitimately like a movie.
0: Right, and as if, and as if the Soviets knew nothing about making movies, like they didn't right. have Sergei Eisenstein, you know, all the, you know, yeah, yeah. The so cool. I nothing. did
1: like though the 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 way that the way that that was shot. You know, I love the. More than any one particular shot, I loved how they evoked the cold. They everything really looked legitimate. They they probably were all cold the whole time, but there was a frosty quality to it and a gray quality to all the shooting that I just liked. But it, nothing really stood out that much.
0: I like the end credits, which were just I think over a black screen. I liked that shot. You like that. I was very happy then.
1: Um, it's funny that DP Ralph Bode went on to shoot. I think he'd already shot Saturday Night Fever, went on to shoot Dress to Kill for uh, Brian De Palma, which is gorgeous. I mean, absolutely stunning, really stylized. And so he could do a lot of different kinds of styles, but I don't know. Did you have a favorite shot? Like I the end credits when no, the movie, okay.
0: I I just I really struggled through this movie.
1: I it, it was it was hard. It made me want to quit doing the show. I'm gonna be totally honest. No, that's not. <laughs> um, this hurts. This was. This You know, we crossed a thresh. We crossed a threshold here. Uh, I have no. I have no. I take no pleasure in in not liking a movie. I I really do try to find things to like about stuff. Um, but I just didn't really feel like people's heart was in this.
0: To no. Me. But we have a good. We have a movie next week that we know is good.
1: Uh, I've seen it more recently than I've, I mean, I hadn't seen this since 83, so my memory on it was pretty foggy, Um, but I've seen this current one more recently, and I I have not a completely
0: unbiased, you know, opinion about it. Well, I had a completely unbiased opinion about it the first time I saw it, Um, and I loved it when I first saw it
1: yeah it's it's a really it's a really fun movie I it's
0: really great next week's movie uh for everybody out there is going to be the paper um and we're going to have a special guest and if anybody's watching who knows us don't give away in the comments who the special guest is but we do no, have a don't don't guest. We,
1: we do will. we'll have a special guest and they're they're uh gonna be a lot of fun to talk about yeah
0: about this. And and the movie is good. So it's the paper with Michael Keaton and Glenn Close and um uh, uh, Robert De Uh
1: yes. And and uh, and others. I'm
0: It's, it's 8,000 New York actors. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. One yeah. of
0: those movies. And uh so that'll be fun. That'll be a good one to watch.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Um, and uh, in the meantime, I I don't think we have anything else to say about this movie.
1: Just to, you know, Michael Apted, I, I I've I've loved your other films. I, I I I apologize. I'm sorry to publicly state these opinions. I know I'll never get cast in anything you do. I I wasn't anyway, though. Let's face it. Yeah. No, we're, you at, we're at a crossroads here. I'm not, you know, it's not, you, I, I, what do I have to gain by keeping my mouth shut?
0: I have heard that Michael Appen is not a guy who holds a grudge. Well, that's, that's not true. I haven't heard that. You've it, heard nothing about him. You I don't know anything nothing. about him.
1: You didn't even know that he made continental divide. Did you?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. There. Okay. All right. Um, um So uh, we apologize. We will try to do better in the future. Please like our show anyway. Please subscribe. And when you do, make sure that you click the bell icon so that you get notifications of our upcoming live streams. And uh, next Monday on Tips and Techniques for Actors, Authors, and Storytellers, I am going to be interviewing Scott Williams, who is a writer on NCIS. NCIS. And uh, we'll have lots of uh, interesting information and uh, good stories to tell and tips for all you writers out there. Do you have a signature sign off,
2: Tony? No, I do.
0: Um, I have a signature sign off.
2: Do you?
1: I do. Um, I have to work on that. I, I haven't got anything clever.
0: Yeah. No. My signature sign off is Fetch me the grub
2: worms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: that's good. I'm just get. Get tired of
0: that.
1: Yeah. Fetch me the grub
0: worms. I want a, one of those little things that you can carry in your pocket and just yeah. button and it says fetch me the grub worm. Yeah. It's you can you, you
1: can get one. It's called tape recorder.
0: It's <laughs> good tape recorder. Get a tape recorder? Yeah. Um, All right. So um, thank you for joining us, Tony. Um, I'm sure I'll see you before next week. No doubt. Oh, hey. And we got to tell people to go to our website. Right. Because
1: there's stuff on there.
0: Yeah. There's merch. There's other episodes of the show. You should be subscribed to the show.
1: There's so many episodes, but there's merch and there's stuff and there's gifts for people.
0: There's a t shirt. There's a, a Silverado poster, all kinds of great stuff. So, and check stuff, it out. Stuff is coming up too. We'll be adding stuff to it. Yeah. So, check it out at arkandbros.com. I will see you next week. Yes, sir. Good night, everybody. And fetch us some grub worms. Get me
1: the grub worms. <laughs>